1: We played, uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna say
0: nothing. <laughs> Hi, everybody.
1: I, I love this team, and uh, good things are ahead. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. The Husker Fan Sports Show. With Dave, Honky, Mac, and Boomer. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. rapid reaction... Huskers with the second victory on the season. This is Honky, and I am with Mac. What's up,
2: Redcasters? Another victory in the books. I had never had a doubt in my mind. I knew we were going to win it all the time. I feel like we're about to ready to go on a roll. Super good feelings going around. We have a special guest with us today. You've heard us reference him many times on this show before. This
0: is Jack. Oh, I am so excited to be here, guys. I feel like a little kid, like a Make-A-Wish uh, winner here, like seeing how the show is made behind the scenes. So excited. Um, honestly, guys, you're like top five uh, Husker podcast for me, so this is this is a thrill.
1: <laughs> your parents might listen to this one, Top right? five Husker
2: podcasts that drops on Tuesday. You know, easily. <laughs> easily.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully this makes it to your top three even, because this is a good week. Victory week. Uh, we just beat the Purdue Boilermakers. It was a winnable game. And, and and we won it right away from the start, guys. I mean, this was a first quarter immediately. We blocked their punt. We, You know, the yards per point stat that Dave and Boomer talk about so much, we were killing it. At one point, I think we had 17 points for 17 yards, so that's, that's not too bad. Um, but it was really a, a complete game from start to finish and a weird game. I mean, the penalties, guys, I think maybe that's a takeaway I get from this, and I'll start with you, Mac. It just felt like from the beginning we started getting holds. The Husk guys would be very happy. Uh, well,
2: I was just about to throw a shout-out to the Husk guys and really all of the Twitter Husker Nation because I don't know how many times I saw that, that particular graphic retweeted throughout the week about how many games or how many consecutive plays it had been since we'd had a holding call. Clearly, that got to the Big Ten office, and it got to the officiating crew, and they made up for that so quickly, it was almost ridiculous. Now, they were holding us, they absolutely were holding us, and they still got us for some penalties that I would question, but, you know, we we kind of broke that streak. I mean, if, if anything, if the curse is lifting a little bit, and, and and things are about to change, the fact that we got, what do we have, three? Three holding calls? Maybe four? Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, we don't know. It's, this is a rapid reaction, folks. We don't know. But the fact that we several. got any holding calls, it just is a testament to Husker Nation, you know, being the squeaky wheel of the Big Ten. You know, sometimes we get slapped in the hand for, for all of our bravado, but I, I felt like today that paid off. And uh, what a fun game. For the first time in a long time, this was like the most stress-free game I've watched. I'm like, jump out on them early, build up a lead. Defense came out early, and offense was gelling. It was fantastic. So here's the formula. Me and Hockey get together in his basement, and we get a guy from Omaha to come down and be on the Rapper reaction. Who's also
0: uh, from Columbus, Nebraska. It, well, I mean, I mean
2: that's, that's a given. That's a given. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a given. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no C-bus, no welcome. Um, <laughs> you know, I made some ribs. You know, jalapeno poppers do some meat um and uh it was it was a great time fantastic evening I'm sorry babe Nicole uh, probably never gonna watch another game with her and I'm doing that for you Husker nation
0: uh, so hey, and, hey hey Matt yeah, Mac sorry Mac um you mentioned uh kind of a stress-free game you know if there was like an iota if I would use that word of like when, when Purdue got within <laughs> seven right Purdue got within <laughs> seven early in that fourth quarter but it was nice to see us respond, right? And Adrian mm-hmm. to be, you know, composed, come out there. I think we got a field goal out of the next drive. It wasn't like we came out and lit it up, but we got down the field, and it was just seeing them react to a little bit of adversity was, was really nice.
1: And hopefully that's going to be a, a set of things to come going forward. Yeah, and you, you look at Purdue. Every game they've played in this year has been decided by seven or less points. And so whether win or loss the fact that we won this game by double digits 10 points that's the largest mark you know margin of difference between a Purdue opponent you know this season so you know how did we do that well i think the start of this is let's talk about some special teams and again it, it some of it averaged itself out i mean we both ended up having punt blocks that hurt each other but for us it started right away with that punt block down to the 1 yard line and we end up scoring on the next play um, look at what Culp did today kicking the ball and compare this to where we were at a year ago. He goes three for three kicking field goals. He has a career-long 49-yarder, ends up making four extra points. He has 13 points overall. Hmm. And in a 10-point win, uh, you know, we don't need Boomer here to tell us that that's the <laughs> difference. And that's something that this team was incapable of doing.
2: Jack's also an engineer.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's an engineer. I'm sorry. That's for, that's for uh, believing Believe Fred, in Fred out yeah. there. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, Special Teams, you know, Boomer's not here. One of my favorite Redcast guys, so uh, shout-out to Boomer. But um, I, I thought Special Teams was huge. And not only uh, – you said a couple things bounced each other out there, but we did them so early and often. It was mm-hmm. the it was the block punt, and then it was, uh, you know, Br- uh, Brits Taylor's uh, return right after that that that, that really kind of punched him in the mouth a little bit. So I think that
1: Special Teams was obviously huge uh, to get things rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And And, you know, again, this is – you think about – we, you know, we just talked about the kicker and a year ago trying to make progress. Where were we at a year ago? A year ago, folks, we were up ten nothing on the same team. In fact, uh, you know, I think it was a turnover. If I remember, right. I think Darian Daniels caught that interception, and mm-hmm. that's when we got into the red zone. And a year ago, didn't score a touchdown, and you know, frustration led right. Well, we got up fourteen nothing on this game, and you know, compared to where we were a year ago. And this team had Rondell Moore on the field this time. A year ago, they didn't. You know, this isn't just, you know, chump change Purdue. I mean, this is a team that has some players. Bell and Moore are are very solid receivers. Uh, We saw that on 89-yard reception that they had to Bell that, uh, you know, you couldn't dial up probably better coverage. I think, you know, uh, Shenander's probably, you know, kicking himself watching that on film because you have all the guys in the right spot. And Jack, what was it? It was Britton coverage, and then just Mute just goes and takes yeah, him
0: out. I mean, it was it was a little bit unlucky. But did anyone else, did anyone else flash back to Colorado a couple years ago when that play happened and was like, oh, no, here we go again? And kind of back to what I said earlier, it was like, it was really cool to see us just kind of settle in and realize, hey, that's a fluke, um, hell of a receiver, don't get me wrong, but uh, we can overcome this, and we did. So it was cool. Cam, Cam Taylor Britton specifically,
2: though, you know, he was the guy that kind of you know, both guys were making a play in the ball. That's a football play that happened with Dismuke and, and Cam Taylor-Britt where Bell ended up taking that ball to the house. But then Cam Taylor-Britt comes back later on in the game, goes up high, knocks the ball away. I mean, our secondary played fantastically. I mean, total yards for Purdue was 334 yards. And, and I can't remember, Matt
1: Honk, what would you, how many yards rushing did
2: he, Purdue even have this game?
1: Well, they were, they were negatives. They have negative two rushing yards. I think it was on 17 or 18 carries, something like that. Is that good? That's It's better than good. <laughs> so they owe us two yards. They owe us two. This will help our rushing defense stats for sure. You know, I, I think as we – we'll break down the offense and defense here in a second, but I think as we, we just finish up with the special teams – You know, I I was in general hell. We were kicking the ball down to the to the goal line. They actually had some returns on us, which we're not very. I don't think we're very well practiced at having live returns because most most of the year we've been doing the the pooch punch to the to the thirty. But um, I'm going to take that as progress because we were kicking it to the to goal line both sides. It wasn't just a win thing behind us one way. So you know maybe that's a good sign too for the future that you know we can start trying to get some some touchbacks there. But uh, improve the kickoff coverage unit, that's something maybe to work on for next week. But uh, special teams overall was good for us. From a game management standpoint, I, I'm going to pull out one negative and one positive. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we talked about a lot, is situational football. And I sent a tweet out with the 321 left in the first half. And I think we were up 17, if I'm, yeah, we were up 17 at yeah. the time. And we got the ball at with 321. And, and I tweeted out, and I guess I want to get both your guys' thoughts on this, because mm-hmm. There ended up being two more possessions, the way everything turned out, uh, in, in 321. But we had a very differing viewpoint on Twitter. My thought with 321 was, we need to get out of this half with, if we just control the ball the rest of the half. Get one, and that means get a first down. You have to do what you need to do to get a first down. If you do that, and we just end the half up 17, and we get the ball for second half, that's a victory. Okay, now what happens? We end up, going three and out. Yeah. We punt to them. We end up getting the ball back. Uh and then we tried to get aggressive and then we got, you know, the, the punt blocked and they end up getting a field goal on <laughs> us. There were people on Twitter that were saying Frost is being too aggressive and he should have just, you know, ran the ball out. <laughs> I love out. Twitter. And then there were people that are saying he needs to put his foot on the throat. So yeah. it was a combination of the both. I'm going to start with you, Mac. I'm going to go to you Jack next. In that sense there, what do you do? 321 left in the first half. We get the ball. We're inside our own twenty. So you know that you gotta think situationally where we're on the field. What are you trying to do at that point?
2: If I'm in keeping with what I feel like what Frost philosophy is, I'm trying to score and I'm trying to get down the field quickly. Three minutes is a ton of time. Did we have if we didn't have all of our timeouts, we certainly had at least two.
1: And Purdue specifically, I think they only had one or two left at the time. So that plays into how you're trying to get them to use their timeouts, too. And I, I feel like it's our obligation
2: to go down and try to score you know, particularly because we are going to get the ball back. That's, a, that's an absolute chance to put your foot on the throat, as it were, to, to knock a team out of a game. I absolutely feel like we should have tried to get the ball down the field. But the first down play, I wasn't in love with. And the second down play got blown up. We had then, a couple
1: QB run plays there.
2: Yeah, and, and it just it just you know, sometimes when we get pinned in like that, I feel like we're a little we're a little predictable on our play calls. And that's not to say that anybody played bad. I mean, I feel like I think we'd all agree that Adrian played one of his best games. And I would say also, as far as back to back weeks, Adrian's put together two really good games in a row. I would You know, it, it's so hard because we all have Illinois in our mind and, and that thing is just lingering over us, but Adrian's played really well. I mean, yeah. what, what did we talk about right before the show started about his completion percentage? Yeah. I mean, it so I feel like we we he had earned the chance to try to get that ball downfield. downfield and, you know, the, the first play kind of screws up and and you know, you're maybe in a different position, but I don't have a problem with it. Um especially considering we're going to get the ball back, so you want to maybe be even possibly more aggressive than you would be if you're going to give the ball to the defense back at you know, at the uh at the beginning of the second half. So I I don't know I, I have I always struggle with trying to question um, the philosophy of a coach or, or you know I'm not at practice I don't know mm-hmm. what, I don't know what they what they rep I don't know what their situational football practice is so um, no I don't have a problem with it Jack what do you think
0: Yeah I I agree with with Mac all the way um, I don't have a, a counterpoint to that except that. You know, we were we were getting into a good flow in that first half, and, you know, why would you... And for a team that's really still trying to find, I know this is crazy to say, but find a good flow and identity on offense, it's like, anytime we try to do something different to that, either it would be situational for the game, it kind of takes us out of the flow we had the first half but anyway. So it's mm-hmm. like, no, keep on... You know, especially the, what you pointed out, Mac, was like, we could have finished that uh, first half really strong, gotten the ball back, and it could have been done and over yeah. at that point. So. Philosophy I'm good with, execution, and maybe a little bit of play calling. Not the best at that point, but uh, the decision to be aggressive was the right one in my mind.
1: Yeah, I I thought what we try to do with 321 left, you do everything you just can to get the next first down. Because if you get the next first down, now you own the clock. Now you can right. literally do whatever you want. And so, from that perspective, them having a couple of QB run plays involved there actually, I thought was smart because that's a that's some of our best offense just to move the ball. And, 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 and throughout it, the game, the fact those is, had worked. And, you know, So it was right. like
2: you can you can always doubt a play call when they don't work. Yeah. But but it's like Adrian had a good game today. Adrian had a good yeah. game yeah. running today. So I, there's no reason to to assume that that play wouldn't have worked. But it's yeah. just you know. We we're all allowed the ability to question a coach if a play doesn't work. And, and I think time, down, distance, that was, that was a good call. It just it didn't, it it just didn't, didn't pop.
1: And, you know, and so I'm calling this from a, a game management standpoint, I'm calling that last 321 of the first half the negative side. I'm going to go to a positive uh, movement here that we've had on it. We called a timeout when there was a first down in question. We called the timeout. They end up not having to use it because they went back to do a review, which the Big Ten should be doing anyways. That is just flat out called good refereeing. there, is that we need to be having reviews. That's something that should have been done two weeks ago with Illinois uh, on that first play of the game. I believe it's Illinois. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, you know, and look, I was critical of Frost at that time. I think that they should have been calling a timeout against Illinois to make sure that we got – <laughs> to make sure that we got a a uh, review in and didn't happen. What it was they did that today? They didn't end up needing it. It it wouldn't have mattered. We weren't going to get the first, but there are moments in time where where you you take it into your own control. You call timeouts, you force those refs to look at, you force a play to be looked at, especially when there's first downs and turnovers and everything you know yeah. on the line.
2: <clears throat> let me let me ask you to this question. In terms of Maybe well let's take situational football out of it, but just look at look at how actually no, let's call it situational football. How did you feel like Frost managed this game? Because these are two teams that are two and four, right? These are two teams that are, you know, not that far apart from each other in terms of how their season has gone. Where would you rate this as far as how Frost called the game, how we managed the gameplay? Clock management, uh, down a distance, that kind of stuff. Did it feel? Did you? Did it feel like he was on top of it? Did you feel like there was a lot of plays? You're like, oh, why did we do that? i like, well, how did you?
0: How did you guys feel about this game? You know, when you ask that question, Matt is like, I, I think there were some really good things Frost did, but I also feel like execution when when things go a little bit better in that standpoint, it makes the coach look a lot better, right? Right. So I don't know if I'm like, wow, uh, Frost did things so different today. I think you had a little bit better, um, uh, a little bit better play calling in some aspects in terms of the down and distance. You also we, we were ahead of the chains most of the time, so that it's a huge help yeah. in terms of play calling. But I don't know. If, I don't know. Maybe you think differently, Honky, but I don't think Scott did a whole lot different. I just think the guys were playing a little bit better on the field and, and getting those blocks and getting those extra yards and put us in a good spot to get first downs.
1: Well, you know, execution is a big thing, right? We talked about on the defensive play where you can have two guys in double coverage. That's a great play call. It's a great. You're setting your guys up upright, and then if They've run into each other, you know, the execution's (laughs) bad. Um, I don't know that it was a great play call, Martinez's first touchdown run. He just made a crazy run on it. Now, I haven't had a chance to watch the All-22, you know, footage of that. Maybe he missed a pass that would have been an open touchdown, and he should have thrown it, right? Maybe that happened, but he ended up running and making a great, amazing individual effort run Mm -hmm. and scores a touchdown. So great players can make coaches look good, players making, you know, having bad execution can make coaches look bad and, and all that i think in general what i liked is that this wasn't a perfect game it, wa- it wasn't like just this this line just going up from the beginning of the game and there was no issues in it there was there were times where it could have got hairy and we kept with it we didn't you know we had two holding calls in a in a row and one thirty 30 yards of penalties and, in one play and 30 yards of penalties on one play we didn't play perfect and Purdue, by all means, they had plenty of penalties on their own. They followed up our two holding calls with a, a late hit that gave us a first down on a, on a possession, right? Um, that was his, that was such a dumb play by them. <laughs> and And listen, if,
2: if you're a Purdue fan, listening to this podcast and i I can't even imagine that scenario. I don't know why but but, but but if you were, i I feel your pain. That was such a stupid penalty for him to go ahead and lean into that guy. And and blow him up after the play was completely dead. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing we almost never see as Husker fans like advancing <laughs> the drive. You know, yeah. like like look at the 30 yard penalty play. Certainly the play, the hit out of bounds was at the minimum questionable, right? Like he, he was riding the guy out of bounds, maybe he shucked him at the end of it and he landed on the bench and it looked bad. It's certainly bad optics. But Caleb Tanner goes over there and does nothing, but apparently his mouth is worth 15 yards of penalties, and we get 30 yards out of that. You know, so we don't know what he said. Though. We have no idea what he said. <laughs> Probably some sort of M F combination. <laughs> I would imagine it was some sort of, you know, you know, <laughs> Martha Farker. Some kind of deal. <laughs> you know. By the way, I, I meant to tell you. <laughs> I told you at the end of the last show. If you take the Lord's name in vain, my mom was going to let me know about uh, it. And Elaine McGuire, I I just want you to know I've let Matt Honky know, no GDs. I'm <laughs> I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to say GD. <laughs> and, I'm not allowed to
1: say GD anymore. Rudy no reference. G, no GD. <laughs> right? yeah, there's also a good reference from Major League where, uh, where he's like, you can't say you can't say GD on the air. <laughs> ah, don't worry, no one's listening, anyways. Um, <laughs> so you know, I let's go to the offense here. Do it. And I, I want to start, you know, I, I mentioned how we started the first half off so well just in general. But how about that first drive of the second half? Because that was where, you know, there's uh, you have a little bit of butterflies in your stomach. You know, they, they had just a bit of momentum to end the first half. They kicked the field goal, and we're going to get the ball back. And at every opportunity, the BTN guys told us how, many time, how much we were outscored in the second half, in yeah. the fourth quarter, and all that. So to come out in the first drive, Jack and and really go right down the field. It was a nice mix of run. In fact, I think we'd only ran for 30 yards in the first half, and I think we got 45 rushing yards in that one drive alone. I think Betts caught a pass, so it was just a nice mix of things. How did you kind of think we came out of the, the halftime and, and started on the offensive side?
0: You know, it, the drive itself was was beautiful. It was well-balanced, to Matt's question earlier about play calling and execution. It was, it was fantastic. I will say this, though. I will say this. Like... I mentioned earlier, like, I thought about the Colorado game when, of course, like two years ago, when uh, we had the the, the the long pass play against us. I thought about just last week in the Iowa game when we had that brilliant first drive in the second half to score oh, a touchdown, yeah. and everyone was feeling really good, and I said, well, we did that last week. Let's see how we actually respond. And then what happened? Two, two you know, 14 and extra points by Purdue, mm-hmm. but so... I felt good about it, and of course you want to see that right out of the right out of the halftime. But uh,
1: I was thinking a little bit about, hey, we saw this last week. How can we build on this? You know, Mac made the point a little earlier about Martinez just having another good game again. And you think about this, I've, this is almost about two and an eighth good games in a row yeah. I'm going to give him. Because you think of that tail in that second half of the fourth quarter of Illinois. He came in there, led us down the field for a touchdown, played a really good game against uh, uh, Iowa. Then what he did today in the post game. Uh, gosh, he is such a captain. Yeah. Just talking about, I mean, how? and you think about his pregame that he gave against Illinois, too, where he, where he wasn't going to start that game. And yeah. he talked about it's not about me, it's not about him, it's about us. That, I I got goosebumps thinking about it. The dude's a, the dude's a leader. Yeah, it was it was actually kind of funny. Like um,
0: you know, the game got over. Uh, Honky was setting up for this inst, you know uh, rapid reaction, and uh, they started interviewing you know Adrian, and it just stopped me in my tracks when when I walked by oh. the TV and he was talking and and what he was saying about the team, about what it means for the players. He gets it. Um, he's 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 such a likable guy. You know, you want him to do well, and uh, you know he's not perfect, and he's got he's got some room to grow, but. Um, yeah, it's great to see, and um, uh, hopefully that just is, is a, we can build on this.
2: And for all the Husker fans out there that would want to point out that we just we just beat Purdue, and that's not a big deal. Well, Purdue beat us last year, and, the year and they beat that. us without Rondell Moore last year. Maybe us the year and before that. This year they had their best playmakers in there, and we won. So there's there's going to be no apologies from this podcast about winning a game like this. When when all you play are conference games, every victory matters. Mm. Um, we came out there, and it was it was a bit of a slugfest in some ways, right? Like mm-hmm. we we took our ups and downs, but we always had the lead. Like I can't yeah. remember a game that we have, maybe Minnesota or yeah, maybe Minnesota Frost's first year, like his first victory where we we took the lead and we had the hammer on the yeah. entire time. But we had the, we had their upper hand the entire game. Um, Adrian to Jack's point earlier, he was poised. He was explosive in the running game. I've never seen I, – I shouldn't say I've never seen him, but I have not seen him stay in the pocket in a game this long and still deliver a pass, and he was doing it in stride. Guys were catching it in rhythm. You know, they, they the offense looked efficient. The offensive line looked efficient. And, you know, before we go any further, did
1: you see a bad snap today? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I didn't see a bad snap. And in general – I. You know, I saw a team that was ready to play. They talked about at the beginning um, the first 17 plays and then I don't, I don't know how many more. I didn't count after that, but at the first 17 plays were all on the Purdue side of the 50. I mean, that's you know, that's domination right there where you're you're playing the game on their side of the field. Yeah. That's also how you're going to win those yards for points. You know, the penalties and how weird this game was, and Mac, to your point where you're like, you know, it's just Purdue that we beat. Well, we have lost to them the last two years under yeah. under Frost. We've lost to, th- lost to them three of the last five times, and the way that this game was played from a penalty standpoint actually reminded me of two years ago, the first game that Frost played against them, where it's the worst penalty game I've seen Nebraska play. I, home game where literally the crowd was booing so loud by the end of the third quarter, but it was even like... We were even booing at our, you know, it was like uh, we are just playing dumb football. That was where Lamar Jackson got benched. Bell yeah. left the team after oh, that yes. week. Yes,
2: Frost and Frost, Frost, Frost his, was his post game after this game. Was, this
1: felt like the same kind of game, except it was Purdue in some ways playing that kind of game against us. Sometimes when I'm feeling low and like I need an inspiration,
2: I'll play that <laughs> that post game. Just be like yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do better. I'm I'm, I'm more about
1: I'm, you know, there's more inside of me than I'm letting out. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give. Two more things to the offensive side here, and I'm going to kind of give one to each of you here. Jack, I'll start with you. What about Wondell's game? I mean, you know, we haven't brought it up yet, but, I mean, the stats are pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to see not only him get
0: touches, like everyone's mm-hmm. been saying, get him touches, but, like, get him touches where he can actually do something with the ball and be creative and use his, his God-given talent. You know, nine catches, 114 yards, couple rushes in there as well. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, it didn't seem forced. You know, yeah. it, it, it it seemed like yeah. it was. And I, I was kind of making a joke at the end when him and uh, Rondell Moore were talking at the at the end of the game. They are they are so much the same player. Yeah, they look like, twins. like. Yeah. yeah. And so I just hope that we realize as a coaching staff and Husker fans that we have not even seen the beginning of Rondell. I don't think. And when we get some, when you get that extra block, when you get um, you know just him a little bit more space, he's gonna be he's gonna be special. Yeah. So, yeah what a great game and good to see. Um, it's good to see him more part of the offense. Yeah,
1: and the two rushes is nice too because it wasn't like an over abundance of trying to give him the ball in the rushing game, and he led us in receiving. Now, Mac, someone led us in rushing, and, and tell us what what might be unique about that this week. Well, it, you know, it took us until
2: the sixth game of the year, <laughs> but
1: we have finally had
2: a running back, a running back <laughs> lead us in rushing this year. How novel! Yeah. Um, you know, no surprise, though, that it's Dedrick Mills. Yeah. And no surprise that he, you know, he's finally healthy. And we feature him a little bit, and he makes a difference. And, you know, he still only had, you know, 16 carries, 60 yards. But at the same time, they were impactful. You know, he had 8 yards, 9-yard yards. We're still looking for that. And he's so close. He is so close to decreasing to one and, and, and busting off a big one. But, you know... To close out the game in that fourth quarter, when we needed needed to get some first downs and and, and to really bleed that clock, this is the first time I felt like I've seen that from this Husker team in a long time. I'm like, it was not as honestly, RedCasters. This is the least nerve wracking game I've watched in a long time
1: against a team that has beat us two years in a row. Yeah, it was. There were points where it felt like it could get nerve wracking, but I had a a level Mm -hmm. of calm that these guys were in control. You know, Dedrick did lead us in rushing. Uh, the guy who had the least amount of rushes for us was somebody we haven't seen before. But Jack, you're from uh, the Western Omaha. Yeah. Shall I say the Elkhorn area and tell us something about Cooper Jewett? Yeah, it was funny because when when
0: Cooper got that carry, uh, I don't, I, I didn't even know who it was. I'll be honest, right? And I know Mac was screaming at the TV who 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 that was, <laughs> but uh, just shout out. Attack. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but hey, listen, um, my kids go to Elkhorn South High School. Um, Cooper came up uh, and was had a fantastic career at Elkhorn South. And uh, it was great to see him get a carry. Great family, great kid. You know, I hope he gets more opportunities going forward. But uh, good to see a local guy get a carry. And I texted my daughter when he got that, and uh, she was really excited about him. So good to see it. And that
2: is awesome that... A guy that I have never heard of before jumped ahead of several scholarship players to get a carry. Well, that was third quarter, I think, right when that it, happened. It
1: certainly wasn't. You the, know, and, you know was, <laughs> the game was not out of was, hand. Yeah, it
2: was not. This wasn't. We're not talking late, like a minute sixteen left in the fourth. He was in there when the when the game was still on the line, and you know you saw Damian Jackson in there, kind of way early too. Sure. So. um Interesting. It's interesting how this coaching staff feels comfortable rotating guys in. And I love the fact that, that he did get in there because we won. Now, had we not won, <laughs>
1: had we not won, sure. I, would,
2: I would be totally – well, first off, we wouldn't do a rapid reaction. Yeah. So that's good too. <laughs> well,
1: and with Omaha area players, I also want to give one more shout-out to, to Betts. Just, you know, I thought, really solid game, again, being built upon it. Five catches, 36 yards. But he also, he was a blocker. He was a blocker on a play uh, play that did a really good job The
2: stats that would be interesting with him would be, like, first down, the first down to touches ratio. Because I feel like Mm. every time he gets that ball, there's a first down that's being converted. Only a couple plays today that I thought he got the ball and didn't convert. That dude is, is, he's like liquid smoke, you know he's so smooth. I'm like I, that, that guy is, he he's is just
1: you I mean, are so he, smooth. He, he is
2: man. he is to the he is he is the Omar Manning that Rob wishes he was. Like, this, <laughs> this this guy this guy is so good. I'm 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 tickled that he is on the team and it, and I really feel like for the first time this year he was out there a lot and cool. featured a lot and targeted a lot. So what he when did he end up with? Five uh, catches, five, three, yards. five catches, and probably, well, okay, so five catches, at least six targets, and one of those targets ended up being a, a penalty yeah, that he, ended up being a first down.
1: So another first down for Xavier <laughs> Betts. He gets that one. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a Florida type of talent, except he's from Nebraska, and and I bring that up because this was our first game being played post a couple more Florida guys leaving, and and you know what? Right now, what I want to see is a team that looks united and wants to play together and everything. After that victory, to watch you know Garrett Nelson going up behind the coach on the yeah. ETN and, and guys smiling. Guess what? That's what wins do, yeah. and we need to enjoy these wins. And we also oh, talked I do. To, we've talked about this on all, all of our loud noises shows that we've done. Yeah. Is that Frost needs this too? This is an important win because. We see all the progress, and we can talk about the progress all the time. I can talk about walk-ons and shutting down the borders and strength and conditioning, and all those things are very real. I can tell you how much better we're playing against teams like Iowa. You know, we've lost three times to Iowa by 12 combined points now, and I think we're playing our best against them. And yet it doesn't matter until you start getting some wins. And Frost and company have to provide some some of these days, like today, they have to provide some of these along the way, to give us that nugget to, to hold on to, because it is turning, it is going to get better. It's going to get better next year. It's going to get better the year after that. I am one hundred percent convinced of that. And it's also, I'm talking to a, a you know, I'm talking to an audience that doesn't want to hear that if we were coming off another loss today. Well, so victories are yeah.
2: important along the way. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret, you know, when when. You and me and the coaching staff get together for our weekly <laughs> Uno game. Well, you know, we we constantly talk about you know this you know getting over the hump on this stuff. Well, hey, and, you know, I'll go with draw four, and then I'm like, when are we going to get off the field hey, on third down? Yesterday, you know?
1: yesterday the Board of Regents they they advanced the uh, building of the North Stadium project, which is awesome. That's great news. It's important to have date you know moments like this, these victories too, that you know help. You know, get that support behind it, and let's finish that up. Let's let's pay for that thing. Let's get phase one and two done with that, right? Well, and it's that's what that's what days like we need good moments like this to help kind of push the the program forward.
2: And this isn't disrespectful to Purdue by any means, but this is a game we have to win. Yes, every year, Purdue is a game we need to win. If 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 Husker fans believe what we believe, and that's that we're a blue blood waiting to come out of our shell then Purdue is not the team we concern ourselves with. Correct. So it's important that if, if Purdue didn't have a loss you know, over a margin of one possession up until now, then th- that should be what we end up doing. So it's, it's good that, that we, we spaced ourselves out, especially after losing two years in a row to them. So like this is a team we need to not put in the rearview mirror, not overlook, because in the Big Ten you don't overlook anybody. But this is a team you need to look at and go, okay, this is going to be a tough game, but we're going to win it. So it's so important this year that we win that game. It should have been like, well, basically the Illinois game which <laughs> rattled everybody. Well, that's now, the thing.
1: If you just if Illinois would have gone the way that Purdue went today. And again, wait, I'll give the credit to That's it, how it should have been. I'll give the credit to Illinois there, right? But if, if that game went the way that we thought that Illinois would have gone, the way that Vegas thought it was going to go, where we were a 16, 17-point favorite going into it, if that game would have gone that way, I think Husker fans all of a sudden feel so different about this year. We're sitting at 3-3. Three and three. We have losses to Ohio State and Northwestern, where we felt really good about how we played for the most part against Ohio State. Northwestern was a close game. Iowa ended up being a very close game. And you would feel very differently than how people have felt the last week or two leading up to today. Hopefully this game now gives the team confidence. It gives some fans some confidence. And we need to finish strong. Like, now, here's the point. This is where the team needs to grow. If there was anybody on that team coming off of a, a victory over an 0-4 Penn State team that was feeling big-headed at 1-2, and two, going and playing Illinois, thinking, well, we're just going to beat Illinois because they're Illinois. Anyone thinking that... That's hey, our job. They, yeah, yeah, we can say <laughs> that. We're podcasters, right? But you guys, the players there's I don't care who we play next week. I don't care if it's Minnesota who's on our schedule or if COVID moves things around. I've heard I've heard everything from Ohio State to Rutgers. I don't care if it's any one of those three, your mentality doesn't change. You need to get better every week. We need to play games every week. That is important. And That's the thing that that's the growth that's going to come from this. But the point is, I don't care who is on the field against us next week, we have to get better than we were today. And that's the mentality I saw on defense. Let's move, yeah. I was going to say, let's go to well, to talk about the defense (laughs) there. We have negative two yards rushing. How about you know, well, first, one of the things that comes to mind was their Purdue, uh, I think, Mac called it a Tecmo toss play. That is the slowest. Run play, Jack. I have I mean, every time they throw it, we're like, what are they doing? Yeah. You can
0: time it on a calendar. This was this was early tech mobile where we <laughs> called their play one yeah. of one of four selections. But, mm-hmm. but I will mm-hmm. say this though, Horvath, apparently is like hold hold. Uh, yeah. You know, but but there were times and it's hard for me to say, wow, I'm gonna complain about that when we had negative few yards rushing, but I did like that Horvath guy. He got through the line a couple times where I thought we were gonna get him for some tackles mm-hmm. for losses. Um, so that guy was jacked. He looked. He, he, he reminds looked, me of like a young Mac. Like a young Mac. <laughs> yeah, That's what I was going to say until you, until you said that. He's um, like John Riggins' grandson yeah. or something. But but, yeah. but honestly, that was like the first two drives. Where I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to drive me crazy all game long. Where we're going to give it to this this slow progressing play, and they're going to get four yards of pop when it should be negative two. But it kind of stopped. Right. Yeah. I mean, that went away, and then we started getting tackles for losses. We started swarming a little bit better, wrapping up. This was, yeah, it was a good response by the defense and a good, even from like the first couple drives where maybe they just got a couple first downs or something like that. But it was, you know, unfortunately, as a Husker fan, sometimes we have the here we go again uh, Mm -hmm. mentality. And uh, it's a fact.
1: I saw some D line play from Daniels making a tackle chew in the backfield, Robinson and and, Casey Rogers. And Casey (laughs) Rogers. And still he gets a sack in there. Casey Rogers. We had guys that were very active on the D line. Um, but my player of the game, I'm going to give it out to, to Doman. I ah. just thought there were a number of times he was setting the edge and he – and. There weren't, you know, they couldn't get more on a reverse to go around him. Or, Jack, what was it? The one play, like, he was in coverage, like on Bell, was it? Like, yeah, and it was like, like 30
0: yards downfield. Down he like that. And it knocks
1: was, it up, you know.
0: And he was there. He was he was tight coverage. He, I, I think it was a flag on the play anyway, but it was just an observation that yeah. uh, they trust. Well, maybe they don't trust him. Maybe it was just necessity, but he was there. He was in position. and He was on their, one of their best guys.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not calling this guy out in a negative way. Tanner, I've, I've said long said, I well, think they got the show, you're not. No, I think that he's <laughs> I think he has the he has the right role being a kind of a rush end kind of guy. And I've said along the way, I just feel sometimes he gets out of position when he's in a stand-up, kind of like Alex Davis. Yeah. Not really a stand-up outside linebacker playing zone coverage kind of thing. And there was a third down, and I, I certainly I record I rewound it for you guys. It would have been, I think, first half still. And They, you know, he drops back into some coverage and they throw the ball to, I think it was more over the middle, but he just, he gets into the wrong area, the wrong zone. He gets neck, he bunches Mm -hmm. up next to, to Honus where he doesn't need to be. And he, and he provides an opening and it's just not having a spatial awareness around you there. And I like Tanner so much out there, but I like him in rush situations. I, my mind goes back to the sack he had on Justin Fields. You know, he had a Fields Day on field. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's oh, a, that's you stole that. That's an inside joke back he to the edge. Uh, back to back to a Jack joke during the game here. But um, no, but I mean, there's there's area it, there's spots like that's the thing with Doman that is so impressive that Doman is one of those guys that can yeah. set the edge. He can rush. He can play a defender. You know, thirty yards back. I don't want every. Or I don't think every player can do that. And I look at Tanner and man, I see a blitzing. Russian. I see, I have Dante Jones and Dwayne Harris kind of visions with a, a hand in the ground. That's what I envision. And sometimes I just, and maybe I'm seeing the wrong thing and... No, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. And you know, I, I listen to
2: a lot of the local radio uh, shows, you know, over at my lunch and everything like that. And DP, I think it's Derek Peterson from the, the ticket. He was talking today about... You know, everyone was was illustrating how many games, how many snaps it had been since the last time we got a holding call, and he was trying to talk about how, well, that's because we're not very good passers, is that's because we're not putting enough pressure on the quarterbacks. And it was just, like that's such a horrible analysis. That's such a weak analysis. Well, the especially- fact is the fact of the matter is we and he was trying to tell him, Well, you don't let a guy hold you. You don't let a guy you hit him. I'm like, Okay, guy. Like like our coaches haven't told these other guys. The guy who was in the NFL last year didn't tell these guys how to break a hold or how to Make a guy get his hands off your middle, like what's what a stupid analysis, and so this game comes out and 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 i i don't I don't care what anybody else says the out the outcry on Twitter, the outcry on social media, the fact that that graphic was going around made a difference it was it was so. And predictable that they were going to call a hold on this because quite frankly this game the holding was no worse on our defensive line than it had been in previous games. It really wasn't that much worse. But Casey Rogers got a hold call against him. I think uh Ben Stilley got a hold call against him. And and those plays could have been called those 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 penalties could have been called weeks ago and they just hadn't been. But the fact is we put a spotlight on it. The hmm. Big Ten officials and the Big Ten refs had to look at it and go, uh, yeah. yeah. You know so 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 my point is, it's it's good to see those young men, those young guys out there trying really hard to get to the quarterback and make a difference, actually get the, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to a hold call. Because Lord knows, yeah. our offensive line is going to get called for holding. And it wasn't like this was a game where they didn't call penalties against us. They certainly did. But I felt like, I mean, I, I don't know what the penalty, I, I, I think we were within three penalties of each other in yeah. terms of like total
1: call for the game. It was fair. It was completely fair. Yeah, the, the 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 discussion about penalties for me. The only part I don't want to go into as Husker Nation, this is where I think we can come off as whiners. I this is not a. I I'd never looked at it as a conspiracy thing. I just sometimes I just look at it as there's just poor refing at times. Like there's no way we can have 349 plays and not have one or it was or 21. It wasn't twenty. It
2: was 500 defensive snaps.
1: Well, not the sna- not the stat that Huskies had, but but it, it goes beyond that. It goes to the twenty one games that was before the one hold against Minnesota in two thousand eighteen. My my point there is, it's I don't feel like it's a conspiracy always. I feel that it's just poor refing. It was poor officiating against Illinois when they didn't. Uh, you know, review the play that should have been reviewed. There, the, the Big Ten refs have come out and said that it's just poor officiating. So there's a difference. In, at times, uh, we're in agreement on the set on the side that's poor officiating. I I just don't want redcasters going out there too much against it's conspiracy stuff. I've never thought that, Jack.
0: Yeah. And you know, last week I listened to the show as a fan yeah. and uh, and heard uh, the you know, discussion about the holding calls. But let me just say this: is that sometimes your play dictates holding calls right your intensity yeah. your your pressure i think Shenander brought the pressure a little bit more this week than the weeks past if that i you can made me a comment to that and so we earned some of those holding calls absolutely so i'm not just gonna say <laughs> i disagree <laughs> i heard like did you see linebackers <laughs> blitzing because i didn't i think we, we saw a safety how, well, how safety
2: blitzing but <laughs> rapid reaction how many how many sacks we have
0: we had, we had at least three right? but were they
2: they weren't by anybody other than the linemen yeah, I'm trying to look at the stats here. And... We didn't blitz any more this week than we did other weeks. Boy, I need to
1: get a better box blitz score. or not, I think then. the
0: intensity was, it was at least I saw. Even even sometimes we, we brought the rush and it got it got picked up. The pocket collapsed pretty quick. I think we earned some of those holding calls. I'm not going to throw it all on the refs. That's, yeah. that's just my opinion.
1: Well, I will tell you this. Jack Plummer, uh, the quarterback for Purdue, had five carries for negative 23 yards. Two, to your point there, Jack, Two. we certainly got him in the backfield uh, – you know quite often. Also for it's worth number 74 Eric Miller uh, had one carry for negative 9 yards. That yeah. would that would be the last play of the game which would have been a sack where yeah. <laughs> where He's Plummer got- just <laughs> handed it off to the uh, to the lineman. That was that was fun. Good for Eric and his family. Well speaking of fun guys, again, I love having by the way, I love debates like this that can this is the thing I, I hope people that aren't Husker fans that if you're listening to us, again, I don't know why, but if you are, th- we as Husker fans love football. We will have debates like this whether we win, whether we lose. It doesn't matter. We want to watch football. With I feel like we get misunderstood by some of the national media types that would, you know, earlier this year where it's like we just want to play football. We literally want to play football at two and four. We are excited right now to play football next week. And um, and that's what we want all along. We want Ohio State, whoever they're going to play next week. We want them to play next week. We want teams to play, and it's never been about us. It's been about football. It's been about getting college football out there. For
2: the record, if Minnesota couldn't go next week, would you would you two, Jack and Hockey, be okay with playing Penn or not Penn State, but Ohio
0: State yet again? In a heartbeat, I'd love it. I me too. I would love it. Yeah, of course. I mean, what am I going to say? Like, we, I don't want to see our team play. Yeah, and I don't care who we're playing. I'll, I'll watch them play. I mean, and I, play t- ball. And, and you know what? Complain about the mistakes and and praise the uh, the good plays. I mean, that's what yeah. you do every you know every week. And so, of course, you want to see them
1: play. Well, what, I, I don't even know the number. What fifty two seventeen or something was the first game against Ohio State. Play them again, and if you lose, lose by less. Show improvement. Keep getting better. Everything's about improving and progress right now. And along the way, we need some of these wins like we've had today. And I'll tell you what. I feel great. I'm going to sleep well tonight. I'm going to rewatch this game, Mac. Uh, we're probably going to hot tub and, and rewatch, and you know, and and no one's going to say anything wrong about that. There's nothing wrong about grown men hot tubbing, watching uh, us. Yeah. Also, <laughs> by the way, Jack would not bring his. uh trun- yeah, Don't, his, don't his, worry. No, no comment. If we don't have to, we don't have
2: to wear <laughs> swim trunks either, and it's still okay because it's 2020. And if 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 you guys are going to shame us, I just don't feel like you've really process what year we're in right now. But yeah. anyway, no, listen. <laughs> we won the game. It's exciting to win the game. It's exciting. You know, it, it's 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 exciting, you know. It's a process, blah blah blah. I'm I'm super happy. I'm super happy right now. We went out and beat a team that I don't know, we weren't predicted to win, right? I'm like I think we were oh, one,
0: yeah, one, yeah, five, one point one 5, dog. I think dogs is what I saw dogs. on ESPN. Yeah, you'd but...
1: have to ask the betcast guys for that. I don't I don't always keep track of that too well, but I'm excited here, you know. I, we started this off, Jack. I said, you know, Jack was asking me, "How does this whole you know recording thing work?" I'm like, oh, we'll go for twenty, twenty-five minutes." So yeah. we're thir- forty-three minutes in. That's you know, yeah, that's I, a usual show.
0: Man, it's good. I learned a lot. I know I didn't know how to sit in your lap to do the show, but that's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. You don't
1: have to. But <laughs> in fact, you can get off anytime you want. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Fingers over here. <laughs> hey. The Redcast gets happy when we win, guys. So, oh, so Redcast Nation, I'm going to give each of you guys a parting shot here. I'll start with Mac, uh, since, you know, Jack, I'll give you a second to think one up. You're new to this yeah. still. So, so Mac, give us a parting shot here on, on Victory Day. All right, here's my parting shot. Hey, Big Ten, you're not
2: fooling me by calling a whole bunch of holding calls this week. <laughs> I'm not buying it. It was a guilt thing, and you, you tried to make up for it in one game. Against a team that was also two wins into the season, so you're not fooling anybody. Let's see it go throughout the season. I've seen holding all all year, all last two years. Let's keep it up, uh, Xavier Bets. Keep throwing it to him. Um, and on a serious note, Adrian Martinez. Yeah, man. You know, like like let's let's give let's let's take a moment out and 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 salute a kid who is a captain and has been a true captain. Yes. He got benched. He's gotten rotated, and he came back in, and he competed this week. He competed. He he was so good in the pocket. He was so explosive in the running game, and no, you know we didn't have any fumbles, no turnovers, any of that stuff. So, two a.m. Max salutes you. I'm I'm so proud of you. I'm so tickled for you, and that's not to say anything against Luke. I'm just really thrilled when a young man can fight back from adversity and and succeed. So Husker Nation, let's uh,
0: let's salute two a.m. Absolutely. Jack. Well, since Mac took like four uh, final takes there, I I, (laughs) learned from hockey. Yeah, I'll go to my final... uh, You know, we hinted at it earlier, but I will say it again. I thought the secondary played fantastic. Um, You know, a couple missed interceptions by both Boodle and and Britt Taylor that would have been really nice. This game probably could have been 14-17, 21-point victory easily with some of those things. But a lot of pass breakups. In position with some other... You know, you got two... Sunday-type receivers on Purdue. So kudos to all four of those guys, including uh, a nice follow-up from Dismute from last week and uh, uh, the whole crew there. So the secondary, shout-out to those guys. Uh, big effort this week and, you know, big contribution to the victory.
1: All right, well, that's a rapid reaction. You, you for didn't have one. Well, I I guess as the host, Dave never has one. Well, so I know, right? I'm the host today. I, all right, fine, that's It's fine, just a different fine. role. I, look. You're no I, Dave. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm no Dave. That's... <laughs> Well, look, Well, I'll say this. I I was happy to see the team overcome adversity during a game. Uh, you know, the holding calls that Mac goes off on, I don't quite do the conspiracy thing with the conference, but I, I will say I was happy to see that they're called. Uh, you know, I just want things being, being called both ways in that regard. But we played a physical game today um, to shut a team down, a Big Ten team down to negative two rushing yards. I am ecstatic by that. We are playing a different style of football than we were two or three years ago when maybe our record even looked the same. But we're playing much better football than that. And if we continue on this path, we will have more days like the ones that we just had today. That, I promise you, Redcasters, stick with this uh, staff. Stick with this podcast for what it's worth. And uh, I'm going to call that a Go, Go- Big Redcast! Yes. Oh Go Big I come back. A Huda Media Production.